Hello, everybody. My name is Jordan Trubikoff, and I want to welcome you to the Male Mental Health Podcast. The purpose of this podcast is to discuss various mental health issues through a male lens. We will be discussing anything ranging from anger and fear to self-talk and anxiety, joy and pleasure, um, depression, money and goals, etc., etc., etc. So why is this podcast needed? It's simple. According to the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention, most suicides are middle-aged men. The rate of suicide among men is three and a half times greater than women. Another statistic provided by Statisticia.com is that since 1982, men have caused 119 mass shootings, while women only accounted for three. We are taught from an early age to suck it up, be a man, don't be a pussy. With this paradigm, a culture of toxic masculinity, an unwillingness to seek help, and desire to suppress feelings is sure to follow. If this triggered any of my listeners, I hear you and I understand. I'm not here to judge nor call you out. You are listening because you are looking for a discussion. Anything I say here is purely to bring on discussion. Now, as I am your host, I will share a little bit about me. That's only fair. I was born to a very stable family with really no reason to complain. I had all the opportunity in the world to succeed and live a happy and healthy life. Early, like some other small little boys of the 90s, I was misdiagnosed with ADHD um, and given hand over fist Ritalin and other medications. I simply could not sit still and I struggled emotionally. Around the age of 16, I was diagnosed with type 2 bipolar disorder and received an all-expenses included luxury stay in a youth mental ward of the local hospital. You know, the kind with double doors, uh, 24-hour supervision, they remove all your shoelaces from your shoes. Long story short, if there was or is a medication for depression, anxiety, psychosis, etc., I've been on it and or I still am. The benefit of this experience was hundreds of hours of therapy, training in meditation and self-help, and a true understanding of the inner workings of mental health. Now, in my professional background, I've worked every job from dishwasher to sales and training manager. My last gig was actually owning and operating a design and fabrication firm that successfully doubled in value year after year for six years. Now, I am a designer for an acoustics firm and get paid to think. It's pretty rad. I want to stress that I do not have any degree of any sort. I was lucky enough to be able to work myself to where I am through struggle and uh, self-drive. The only formal education I've had was in audio engineering, which basically, uh, if you can think about it, I would be Dr. Dre hitting them buttons in a control room of a recording studio. As such, throughout the life of this podcast, I will be referring you to a professional counselor if any of this speaks to you. Some may be able to help themselves through the work and research I do, but once again, I will stress, 
you need to seek professional help. Enough about me, let's get to the topic at hand, which is money. So what is money? As a side note, I am not religious, um, but I will occasionally quote religious texts um, of all denominations. I will also quote self-help individuals like Eckhart Tolle. The quote that we will be using today is from the King James Bible, For the love of money is the root of all evil. In the past, money, quote-unquote, was a bartering system. A farmer would trade corn husks to the cobbler for new shoes. The trapper would trade beaver pelts to the barber to get lined up and receive a gnarly mullet. Everything was negotiated and nothing was centralized. Now money is built upon a universal agreement backed up by a governing body. This body can control the value of its currency through interest rates, inflation, global trade, yada, yada, yada. Once again, I am not an economist. Do not take my word on microeconomics or macroeconomics. This is not financial advice. The future of money is believed to be in cryptocurrency like Bitcoin or Dogecoin. May it go to the moon. This returns to a decentralized form of currency where the governing body is the people who use it. Now, there is some computational labor that pours value into this currency, but then again, I'm just a ding-dong with a microphone that has somehow tricked you into listening to me. I am not an economist. So what does money do for us? Well, let's say it together. Money does not buy you happiness. Bullshit. Let's discuss Maslow's hierarchy of needs. The base of the pyramid are things that we need to survive. Water, shelter, sleep, etc. The next layer is safety needs. Feeling safe and secure. Being able to count on the future that you can provide. Owning property. Money guarantees that our basic needs are met. And when those needs are met, We can aspire to the next level of the pyramid, which is love, friendship, family, connection. Above that is self-esteem, respect, strength. And the last and most important for our discussion today is self-actualization, introspection, the ability to grow and be the best form of ourself. I will be referencing Maslow's hierarchy a lot because it's important to frame how we look at life through this hierarchy. Something important that I've heard lately is the phrase, money doesn't buy you happiness, isn't something for the less fortunate to tell one another. It's something that the upper class wants the lower class to make them feel satisfied with what they have been given. But if you can't afford property or a place to live or food to eat, how the fuck can you grow and be happy? So why is this important? Well, we need money. But there is a tipping point where our need becomes a want, desire, and becomes very unhealthy. Now let's talk about what money should be. 
For our discussion, it is important for us to change the way we think about money. A Pew Research study in 2017 found that 7 out of 10 men and women feel that if the man doesn't bring home the majority of the money, he is not a good partner. I'll say that again. If you are not the breadwinner, you're a fucking loser. Our whole lives, we've been taught to bleed, to sweat, to grind ourselves to the bone for the sake of providing. I know I fell into that trap myself when I owned my own small business. I was so fearful of not being able to provide, I became an alcoholic. Years into the business, I worked so hard, I tore a disc in my back, my L5-S1. I could not walk without a cane for over a year and a half. This put enormous strain on my marriage. Near the end of my relationship with this business, my stress was so all-consuming, it manifested in, and I want to note that if you are squeamish, please skip ahead. All right, hopefully they're gone now. This manifested in a two-night stay in the ER because I was literally bleeding out of my ass. For any doctor or nurse listening, my hemoglobin reached as low as 7.9, which is the breakpoint in which a blood transfusion is necessary. I was literally bleeding to death. All right, let's welcome back all the squeamish listeners. So how do we treat money? We need to shift the paradigm of what money is to us. First, the money you receive from a job is directly correlated with the energy and time you put in. For every hour you spend at work, the employer and yourself have agreed upon, quote unquote, your worth. Your worth. Now, that may be hard for some of you to hear. Often in American culture, the lowest bidder gets the job, which is to say, for most of us, our employer will pay us the least amount to keep us on board and working. Trust me, I understand what overhead is, profit margins, cost of goods sold, and the like, but this is the truth. We need to understand that money is the transference of energy for our time. And this allows us to understand how valuable our time is, which is to say we should work to live and not live to work. As we've heard before, in order for us to survive, work is necessary. I, too, wholeheartedly wish that we lived in a utopia where no mouth would go hungry, no man or woman would live on the street, and we cared about the health safety, and well-being of others. Unfortunately, we remain hungry apes who fling shit at one another in order to cultivate the most amount of bananas. So as money is energy, and it is something we need to continue to cultivate, we need to perform maintenance on the driver of this energy, which of course is ourselves. With the power of maintenance and self-care, we can achieve great things. A man named Irv Gordon recently performed an amazing amount of maintenance, hopefully on himself as well, but for this discussion on his 1966 P-1800 Volvo. 
Irv was so committed to maintenance that he rolled his odometer over so many times that his Volvo circumvented the earth more than a thousand times over. 2.7 million miles. So how do we have a healthy relationship with money? Well, I want to pose a question. When was the last time you spent money on yourself? Not for something tangible, but on self-care. We're talking about a massage, on counseling and therapy, or a trip. Most men I know have never had a massage. They think that counseling is pointless. And only go on trips to get hammered in Vegas. And trust me, I love Vegas. Double cut steaks, blackjack, shitty elevator music. I will never judge you, but it's important that we perform honest maintenance. And this is to achieve the upper hierarchy of Maslow's pyramid. We need to be able to continue to work, but not live to work for money. I want to pose a challenge to my listeners. In the words of Aziz Ansari, Treat yourself, but not with that new badass American Telecaster, that shit's rad, or that new PS5 that you're never going to find at retail prices. You can go on eBay, but it's like 1200 bucks. You need to spend it on a healthy experience. I want to challenge you to invest also in others. Become a big brother, a volunteer, coach a little league team. Put your energy in enriching someone else's life. I promise you that energy will come back to you. With these investments, both in yourself and others, you're investing in your future self. You are performing general maintenance on the Volvo that doesn't even have an 8-track yet. I don't know how Irv drove that many miles with the god-awful radio simply to listen to. Somehow he did it. But for the purpose of this discussion, I want you, and here's the challenge, to take the equivalent of two hours of your hourly wage and spend it on yourself to heal. Get a massage. See a life coach. Take a day trip to the mountains. Buy a ski pass. Get a gym membership. Whatever can bring you inner peace. And here's the most important thing about that. Be present for it. Celebrate that time. If you're thinking about other things like work and money, you're not doing maintenance. I want to leave you with a quote from the great B.I.G. May he rest in Thug's Mansion for all eternity. Mo money, mo problems. Even he understood the evils of money, that green, cash, gouda, cheese. You can lose yourself to money. You can lose your relationships to money. And most importantly, you run the risk of hurting yourself because of some bullshit intangible currency that isn't even controlled by you. What 
is in your realm of control is how you view it and yourself in relation to it. Money is energy. Use it on maintenance. And with that, I look forward to seeing you next week where our topic will be our inner dialogue, how we speak to ourselves, um, how we speak to others. You're in traffic, uh, some dipshit cuts you off. They're clearly a moron and should burn in hell for all eternity. Uh, So we're going to work on um, how to shape and reform how we think about ourselves, others, and the world around us. Let's be the best soul, body, and mind we can be. Being a man comes second. Thank you all.